0: I don't know about you, friend, but I struggle with patience. I struggle to keep my impatience under control. And there are a lot of times that I find myself in the middle of a busy day wishing that I had time to get into God's word, to sit and rest in silence and just reconnect with the Lord so that I can get my emotions back under control. But uh, maybe your day looks different from mine, but I don't typically have time to sit down and and just rest and dwell in the Lord's presence and let him fill me with patience and kindness and gentleness. I need him to be doing that on the fly. (laughs) And so I have specific Bible passages that I am working on memorizing them, but they are the ones I turn to again and again and again when I need help managing my impatience, my anger, when I need help managing my emotions and keeping them under control. And I'm guessing I'm not the only one that sometimes wishes that the Lord would just, uh, you know, just maybe pour out a little extra dose of the Holy Spirit in the moment The thing is, I'm confident, friends, that his grace is sufficient for me and for all of us. It's not a surprise to him that my days are busy, that my kids are sometimes frustrating, and that my emotions sometimes threaten to get out of control. So I'm really excited today, friends, for this conversation in episode 47 of the Love Your People Well podcast, because we're going to be really diving hard into the Bible. I have seven powerful Bible passages that we're going to talk through. Um, But there's others along the way that kind of point us toward why this is such an important topic, why we need to take it seriously. And I think this is going to be really meaty and holy stuff. So I am really excited for this conversation. And before we dive into the good stuff, before we open God's Word and look at how it can help us control our emotions when life is a little bit crazy, I want to highlight a really special event that is kicking off next week. If you are listening to this episode in real time, it's Friday. And on Monday, Monday, October 18th, 2021, we are kicking off a week and a half of our 50th episode celebration. You guys, this is excited. The 50th episode is not next week. We're going to end the celebration with the actual 50th episode. But next week, we have a podcast review giveaway that's going to be kicking off. You will have a chance to win a gift package that I have purposefully put together to help you love God, love yourself and love your family well. And I'll have a special like mini little episode on Monday with all the details. But here's what you can win, friends. I want us to get excited about this because it's not really a celebration if we're not excited. You know what I mean? So here is what is included in this gift package. We've got a She Reads Truth Bible, one of the cute like salmon color ones. I don't know. That's my favorite of them. (laughs) But we've got a She Reads Truth Bible, a coffee gift card for a little pick me up, and two great books that I recommend a lot as a family therapist, Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas and Come to the Family Table by Ted and Amy Cunningham. Those are fun and encouraging and really helpful books about how to live as a Christian wife, as a Christian mom, how to connect with your family. I'm really excited about this gift package and somebody has to win, so it could be you. (laughs) That all kicks off on Monday. We will have one week for you to enter the giveaway. Again, we'll have all the details on Monday. I'll have a special little uh, episode that will announce exactly what to do, but the short version is leave a written review of the podcast and then take a screenshot of it and send it to me. You can tag me if you post it on Instagram and your stories, just tag me. Um, If you're not really on Instagram, you can send me an email. And that's it that's an entry and someone is going to win this gift package i will announce the winner on tuesday the 26th in our 50th episode so i'm really excited about that but that's not all friends the 50th episode celebration is going to close on actually the day after the 50th episode i want you to mark your calendars for wednesday october 27 2021 We are going to have a free live workshop inside our private Facebook group. There will be a replay available afterward if you're not free on the 27th exactly. But we are going to dig into the topic of how to stay calm and connected when life is driving you crazy. How to manage those emotions. We're going to go deep, friends. I know today I'm hitting on some of the Bible passages that help me. Um, And we're also really in the workshop going to dig into practical strategies. Sorry, I got a little distracted. There's like a horn outside. Beep, beep, beep. Well, you probably won't hear it, (laughs) but uh, let me get back to it. Uh, Yeah, life drives us crazy, right? The horn's not driving me crazy, but getting off track sometimes drives me crazy. But this workshop, my friends, how to stay calm and connected when life is driving you crazy, when your emotions are getting out of control How do we stay present in the moment with our people, stay connected with our people and manage that frustration, that impatience, whatever the emotion is that's threatening to steal us from the moment? How do we handle it? How do we stay calm? We'll not only have biblical encouragement in the workshop, we will have practical strategies that I use all the time as a counselor working with women on this very issue. So you know you're going to want to join us on Wednesday, October 27th how to stay calm and connected when life is driving you crazy. That free event will be hosted in our private Facebook group, which you can join right now. The link is in the show notes. I'm really excited, friends, for the 50th episode celebration, kicking off next week with the giveaway, wrapping up the following week with our live workshop, and I want you to be a part of it. So get excited, mark your calendar. There will be more if you're subscribed um, to follow this podcast, which if you're not, you should be. Why wouldn't you be? It doesn't take any effort. I don't even think you have to hit pause to go into your podcast player and hit follow. Um, You can do that right now. And then boom, on Monday, all the details of the giveaway will pop right up there in your podcast library. And we will kick off and I'm excited for it. So with all of that in mind, stay tuned. It's starting next week. We're going to celebrate. But right now, my friends, we are going to hear something far more important, which is the word of God. So let's dive into this conversation about the seven powerful Bible passages that help us manage those hard emotions and keep ourselves under control. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, And I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So, if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. All right, friends. I've already mentioned that we have a lot of Bible that we're going to be talking about today. You're welcome to listen to this podcast and have your Bible open in front of you, um, or just maybe take a note or you can actually just hop online anytime to the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash zero four seven has a full list of all of these Bible passages, has the full show notes for this episode. I do that actually for every episode. It's loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash whatever the episode number is. So this is zero four seven has full show notes, kind of a bit more of like a Classic blog post type summary of what we talked about, as well as links to other episodes or other resources that I think would help you if this topic is meaningful and important for you. So, if you're not really wanting to sit down right now with your Bible, I don't think I could listen to a podcast while I do that, but you know, everyone's different. Uh, You can always hop back online to look back at wait, what were those exact verses and then look them up in your own quiet time or at whatever time is more convenient for you. Before we dive into these passages, let me give my usual disclaimer. Um, I am a marriage and family therapist and a licensed professional counselor in South Carolina, but this podcast is not therapy. And uh, if you are thinking about professional counseling, that that might be helpful for you in this season of life, there is a link in the show notes Um, To a page on my website, it's loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash counseling, which answers a lot of the frequently asked questions about mental health counseling and might help you connect with a great counselor. So check out that link if you think that might be helpful. And right now, let's start our conversation with just a few proverbs that I'm going to highlight to help us see just how destructive our impatience and anger can be. Proverbs 29:22 tells us, an angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Proverbs 15:1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And Proverbs 15, 18, a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. And I, I think I can confidently speak for you, friends, but I know I can speak for myself, that I do not want to be a person who stirs up conflict. I do not want to be someone who makes people angry, who engages in quarrels and commits many sins. I don't want to be that hot tempered, angry person. I want to be the woman, the wife, the mom with the gentle answer and the patience. I want to be the woman who helps people calm down and connect, not the woman who creates and stirs up conflict. I don't think any of us would disagree that impatience and anger is a problem. Maybe not a problem for us as individuals, but in general, in our society, in our kids, in human nature, impatience and anger are a problem. And that takes me to point number two, my friend. Now, you may feel like, I don't really struggle that much with anger or impatience. And that's wonderful. That's a blessing if that's you. But I want to make sure that we all are aware we need to be prepared to take our sin seriously. There is a verse in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 26, 27, which tells us, in your anger, do not sin, which is actually that specific part is pulling from Psalm 4, uh, which says, tremble and do not sin. When you're on your bed, search your heart, be silent. So in Ephesians, we see this reminder from the Old Testament, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. And that, that verse in Ephesians always reminds me of the story of Cain and Abel. Because in that story, we always think about how Cain was jealous of his brother, and so he killed him, and then God addressed it and gave him a punishment. But what actually happens that, that I sometimes forget about is before the murder happens, Cain is jealous and he's angry and his face is downcast, this is in Genesis chapter 4, God sees that and God warns him, sin is crouching at your door, it desires to have you, but you must rule over it. And I always think of that when I read in Ephesians where it says, do not give the devil a foothold when you're angry. God said the same thing to Cain. You're angry, you're downcast, sin is crouching at your door and you need to rule over it. We all, my friends, need to be prepared to take our sin seriously because anger can feel really good in the moment. It feels, it kind of fuels our ego and our pride. Um, A lot of times it feels good. It's like, I need to hold on to this because of my, it's righteous anger or I need vengeance or whatever it is. The thing is, the longer we let that emotion fill us up and lead us forward, we are giving the devil a foothold. And so we need to be prepared to take our impatience and our unkindness and our anger seriously. The thing is, and I'm going to highlight this definitely as a counselor because we work on emotional control all the time in the counseling room, but I'm going to lay this on my own shoulders full and well. I cannot handle, I don't think any of us handle our emotions particularly well. We need to rely on Jesus, We need to trust God's all sufficient grace. And I want to zoom in on two particular Bible passages here that highlight this for us, because even if you don't struggle with anger and impatience, um, there probably are still other emotions that sometimes get the best of you. And sometimes when we don't struggle with something, when it does rear up and we're maybe not expecting it, we're maybe not ready for it, it can have an even bigger impact because it's so rare. And it's something that we haven't really thought about. Ooh, how would I handle my anger if all of a sudden, instead of being at maybe a seven or an eight on that scale of one to 10 and like, I can handle this. It really isn't that bad. Those times when it does hit a ten, it might have some huge negative consequences. So let me highlight two Bible passages here that help us see the reliance that we need to have on Jesus. Let's start in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. We see these words from Jesus himself talking to his disciples. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our emotions can really burden us. Can't they, my friends? I mean, my goodness. They can wear us out. And Jesus is telling us when our emotions are feeling out of control, when it feels like we just cannot get a handle on it, we don't need to try to be better We don't need to read all the self-help books. We need to come to him. We need to sit down with Jesus and take his yoke upon us. We need to learn from him, from his word, from his presence. And that is where we will find rest for our souls. That is where the burden of our emotions and all the craziness and the mess of this world will be lightened because he will take it. I want us also to take a look at Psalm 18, um, particularly at verse 6, which says, In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my cry. My cry came before him into his ears. And this is in the context of a prayer saying, I love you, God, acknowledging the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. He is the one in whom I take refuge. I have been saved from my enemies. I have been rescued by God. And this psalmist is acknowledging that the world is sometimes very distressing, even though God is his rock, his fortress, his deliverer, the world is burdensome. And in his distress, he calls to God and God hears him. God answers him. The rest of the psalm goes on with God's response, which is quite powerful. If you want to go in and read the whole psalm, Psalm 18, But we need to know that when everything feels distressing, which I would put impatience and unkindness and anger right there in that camp of distressing, I don't like those emotions. I don't like to feel that way. I don't like to struggle with that. And that is when I need to call to the Lord. I need to cry to my God for help. And I can trust that he will hear my voice, that my cry will come before him into his ears, and he will respond. I'm not unique and special in that way, my friends. That is true for all of us. So Matthew 11, Psalm 18, these help us see the necessity of relying on Jesus as we try to handle our impatience, as we try to manage our own anger. And let me just pause here and say, if you struggle to really spend time with Jesus, to talk to him, to read his word, to understand it, to feel like you're connecting with him, I have a free resource called the Holy Habits 45 Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. There's going to be a link in the show notes. And I would really encourage you to download that 45 day challenge because 45 days is enough time to start a new habit. And it has very clear guidance in scriptures to read that will take you through all the big stories of the Bible, questions to think about with each of those verses that you read, as well as a very clear guide for how to pray, how to talk to God, how to feel comfortable coming before the Almighty King with your thanksgivings and with your requests and the things that you struggle with. So if you struggle to feel like you can rely on Jesus that uh, that resource might be helpful for you. The free Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. So let's move into thinking about um, three particular Bible passages that I, I, I really love to talk through these in the counseling room if someone is struggling with their anger, with their emotions, and these are the ones that I like to turn to when I am struggling with my emotions and my patience. Because um, It's not so much about needing to grab time in the moment to dive into God's word. That would be wonderful. But if these passages are on our minds frequently, if we meditate on them, study them, sit with them, pray through them, the Holy Spirit will bring them up in our mind in the moment that we need them. We can be confident of that. God's word never sits void out there like we took time to study it and meditate on it and he's never going to bring it back. Nope. That's not how God works, my friends. So these are three passages that you will find a lot of blessing from taking time to meditate on and study these three passages. So the first is Romans chapter one. No, it's not chapter one. Romans chapter 12. (laughs) My notes uh, are incomplete. Romans chapter 12, verses one through three, uh, which tells us, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god this is your true and proper worship do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will for by the grace given me i say to each one of you do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith god has distributed To each of you. So friends, again, take time later to really meditate and dig into those verses, but I think we all need to be challenged by these words in Romans 12 to ask ourselves, what am I allowing to renew my mind? Am I renewing my mind with God's word and with prayer and with worship and fellowship, or am I renewing my mind with social media and TikTok and checking the news and all the things of this world, something is shaping my mind. And I want that something to be Jesus. And we need to ask ourselves, am I prideful about my emotional control? Do I think I have it all together? And I know that I'm never going to lose my cool with my kid because that hasn't happened in a long time. And so I know it's not going to happen. No, we need to be aware of our pride, of our greed, of our vanity. And we need to think about Am I living sacrificially for God's good or am I living selfishly? Because when we struggle with anger or impatience, it typically is an issue of pride and or selfishness that in that moment, I want what I want and I'm not getting it. You're not. uh, My kid is not listening to me or the person I'm talking to is not understanding my point or my husband got me the wrong kind of chocolates for Valentine's Day, (laughs) whatever it could be. Sometimes it's stupid. Sometimes it's really big. But at the end of the day, we need to respond to our own anger, to our own emotions with sober judgment and to fill ourselves with God. Okay, I don't want this to be like a four hour podcast. So let's move on. (laughs) James chapter one, verses 19 to 20 tells us, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So here's some questions we need to think about, friends, as we meditate on these verses from James. Have I listened to the other person when I'm getting impatient with them? When I'm feeling angry, have I really listened? Have I thought carefully before speaking? Have I taken a pause or a timeout because I noticed I'm getting upset? Let me pause. Let me get out of here. Let me cool down. Let me do my coping skills, whatever I need, so that I can slow down that anger response. We all need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And the third passage that I would encourage you to take time to meditate on, to dwell in with the Lord as you seek to lean into Jesus for how we handle our emotions, those hard emotions that come up is Philippians chapter four, verses four through eight. Here's what it says. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your evidence, sorry, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now, this is a long, a longer passage, <laughs> but we see so much here in Philippians 4 about how we handle our impatience and our anger and our hard emotions. And I wonder for myself, for all of us, when something triggers me, when something pushes that button and my emotion is spiking, do I follow these steps Do I focus on prayer and petition and thanksgiving? Do I present my request to God? Give me patience, Lord. Give me wisdom, Lord. Give me discernment, Lord. What thoughts do I allow to fill my mind at that moment? Are they true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable? Probably not. (laughs) But if I shift my thought process to things that are true and right and pure, that's gonna definitely impact my emotions. And I want to think about who am I imitating? Am I following the temptations and the examples that I see in the world? Or am I following the examples that I see in scripture and at church, in my fellowship with my, my friends who I trust and I respect? We see a lot here in Philippians 4 about how to handle that moment. It says anxiety And I I truly think we can fill in the blank there with any difficult emotion. When we're anxious, yes, pray, um, petition God with thanksgiving, present everything to him. When we're impatient, pray, petition God with thanksgiving, present your request to him. When we are scared, when we are angry, when we are frustrated, all of these emotions, the situation changes, but the response is the same. We pray, we petition the Lord, we give thanks, we rejoice in him, and we trust. In verse 7, it tells us it is God who will guard our hearts and our minds in Jesus. It is God himself who will give us peace, which transcends, which goes beyond our understanding. And I don't know about you, friends, but when I am feeling really impatient and starting to get angry, I need the peace of God that does not make sense in the moment, that does not follow my thought process, my emotions, but is a gift from the Holy Spirit. So let me recap. I'm just going to list out these scriptures for you to take some time and focus on with the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4, 26 to 27, in your anger, do not sin. Matthew 11, 28 to 30, letting uh, Jesus be the one who gives us rest. Psalm 18, Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, transformed by the renewing of our mind. James, chapter 1, 19 through 20, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Philippians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 8, how we handle our anxiety, our difficult emotions, how we focus our thoughts. And let me close out with 2 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 9, because... Um, this isn't, this is not just, well, it is, it's God talking to the Apostle Paul, all right? Paul in this letter to the Corinthians is sharing with them about a conversation, a prayer conversation he had with God about a thorn, um, something he was really struggling with. And he asked God to remove it and God responded, And that's the same for us, right? When I'm feeling angry, when I'm feeling impatient, I want to turn to God and ask him to remove those hard emotions, to help me manage those hard emotions. And God did not respond to Paul by saying, uh, learn how to deal with it or find the five self-help books that are going to deal with that thorn. God responded with these words. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And so then Paul says, therefore, I, I, Paul, will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And that, my friends, is my prayer for us, that when we are struggling with impatience and anger and frustration, that we will not accept our weakness as in like let's embrace it let's be impatient let's be angry that we will accept the reality of humanity and the weakness of our emotional state and that we will trust god's grace his power to rest on us in those moments when we need him he will be there so my friend i would really encourage you take time to rest and meditate on these Bible passages. I have five takeaway real quick action steps for us. Okay, based on what we see here in the scriptures we've gone through. Number one, spend time regularly with God. These are seven Bible passages and there's a million others (laughs) that are wonderful. And again, there's a free copy in the show notes of the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. If you need help, if you don't know where to start in the Bible, Grab that and it will walk you through it. Find a planner that prompts you every day. Did I spend time in the word? Did I pray? Am I talking to God? Action step number two, take time for yourself because you will not be resting in Jesus. You will not be crying out to God in those moments if you're so, so, so busy and you're so, so, so stressed out and burnt out and at the end of your rope and you're not taking time to just sit not taking time with the Lord and to refresh yourself. Number three, spend fun time with people you love. Clear the schedule, have a weekend of no activities, spend time together. Mental health tip, that lowers our baseline anger level. When we feel relationally connected with our people, we tend to handle our emotions better. And action step number four, The word Facebook, y'all, it's not in the Bible, (laughs) but I would encourage you, hop into our private Facebook group for ongoing encouragement and help in this area. There are so many scriptures. Now, I didn't hit on them today, but there's so many Bible passages that talk about the value and the necessity of fellowship and community of people. Um, Actually, I did talk about it in Philippians chapter four, that last verse, verse nine, whatever you've learned or received or seen from me, put it into practice. We want to gather together as a community so that we can imitate one another as we walk toward Christ. So I would encourage you, friends, spend time with God every day. Take time for yourself to be refreshed, to rest. Spend time with the people you love and gather together with a community, with a fellowship, with people who are going to encourage you, help you and point you toward Jesus. Our Facebook group is a welcoming community for that, but trust me, it's not the only one. Start at your local church, start with your current friend group, and make sure that you are using your time to press into the people and the things that encourage you and that push your emotions toward joy, toward patience, toward kindness and compassion, not toward frustration and anger. All right, friends, that was a lot today. Feel free again to hop on the web and check out the show notes, the full show notes. Review these Bible passages. All those show notes are at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 047. And stay tuned next week. The giveaway is starting the week after that, the 27th. We have our free workshop online. Some good stuff is coming up with our 50th episode celebration. I want you to be a part of it. But even more than that, I want you to get into God's word, to connect with him, and to love your people well. All right, friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.